Hello everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Polarizer Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Alert. Alert is an app for people with food allergies who uh, travel the world. If you have a food allergy, it's uh, there's a big chance that this app will help you out because it supports the most common allergies, the 14 most common allergies in the world. So whether you're allergic to dairy or peanuts or gluten or what else can you be allergic to? You can be allergic to celery and nuts and lupines and shellfish and fish. So many things you can be allergic to, man. It's not good. <laughs> and uh, the world is a big place with a lot of different languages. So it's it can be hard to uh, to tell everyone what you're dealing with. So if you're in China and you want to eat something, how the fuck are you going to tell that you're allergic to dairy, man? Well, this app has a solution for that. You type in what you're allergic to. You choose one of the 44 languages that are in there. You press a big yellow button on the on the bottom of the screen and the app will show a warning in the language that you choose that says, warning, I'm very allergic to this. Please don't feed me this. If you give me this, I'll get very sick. And uh, that's what this beautiful app does. It's all installed on your phone, so you don't need a data connection to make it work. And I tested it personally, a, a very early version. I had it uh, with me on my travels. I tested it in uh, Taiwan and in uh, Thailand and Bali. And I don't speak those languages there, but when I showed those people over there the, the screen of my phone, they knew exactly what to um, how to deal with it and I'm still alive so it works check it out <laughs> alertapp.com or find it in the app store on iPhone and the second sponsor of the show is a new sponsor one I'm very proud of and this sponsor is Onnit Onnit is a health and fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization to its vast consumer base of at least thinkers fitness gurus and entrepreneurs through a wide array of products and supplements, Onnit combines cutting-edge science, earth-grown nutrients, and time-tested strategies to help people reach peak performance. So this stuff is the real deal. It's all natural stuff. It's all natural stuff, and all their products and supplements are backed up by scientific studies that you can view on the website. So this uh, it's the real deal, and it works. So whether you're climbing mountains or biking down them, building businesses or closing sales, chasing personal records in the weight room or running a marathon, Onnit is the brand you want in your back pocket. As one of the fastest growing health and fitness companies in the world, Onnit refuses to bring anything but the very best to market. Whether it be energy bars, protein shakes, creatine or their flagship product Alpha Brain, on, it, on its diverse lineup of products and supplements are backed by science and research. You can save up to 10% by visiting onit.com and using the coupon code POLARIZER. So that's POLARIZER without the this time. So go to onit.com and use the promo code POLARIZER for 10% off. Or follow the link on the website. And... That's our new sponsor, people, on it. Go to them. They also sell uh, kettlebells and um, martial arts gear. It's all it's all good stuff. All right. Well, today's episode, in today's episode, Marnix returns again. Hello. The return of Marnix. <laughs> Hello, my friend. <laughs> and uh, this is the fourth time you've been on. 
So we already talked quite a bit about your previous adventures. I think it's episode seven and eight and like 13 or 14. And I'm, I'm losing track because I'm, uh, I'm keep making them. So you're going fast, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're going I guess fast. so. I guess so. But, um, you'll find links to those previous conversations in the show notes of this episode. And this time we will talk about Marnix's adventure with his camper van where he traveled through Europe from organic farm to organic farm and his uh, car broke down halfway along the way on some mountain at some point. Then he got a police escort with more than seven cops <laughs> trying to figure it out. <laughs> that was another, <laughs> that was a pretty cool story, man. And then um, we also talk about your next adventure, which is also uh, pretty, pretty damn uncommon mm. as, uh, as our many of the things that you do. So, uh, yeah, give it up for Marnix. Enjoy the show, ladies and gentlemen. Recorded someplace random on this interesting planet we live on with your host, Dick Hubei. You're listening to the Polarizer Podcast. All right, my man. Marnix. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Thank you, my man. It's the fourth time. The fourth time. A real pleasure. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. It's a wonderful, wonderful day. Mm. It's uh, it's way too nice for uh, for October mm. in the Netherlands. It's like a summer day for some reason. Yes, it feels like it. Although trees look very autumny. Yeah, nice, nice colors here. It's only a couple of weeks we can experience this but it's uh, you know the nice orange and red and everything i love this i love this yeah why don't you tell us uh, where we are right now oh yeah because this is a pretty special place yeah so uh, in previous podcast uh, we spoke about the um, uh, steps in my life what i've been doing making travels doing doing some stuff the which or- i like organic farming organic farming we'll speak about it later uh, but that's the last time i spoke uh, with you here was um when I was preparing that travel. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I've been uh, yeah, going to organic farms uh, to work. I am I'm a chef, as you know. And Well, let's, let's start where we left off last time, because last time we talked, you got a camper van, a Fiat Ducato. Si. And, uh, si. 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 <laughs> and you went to Spain with that thing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, why don't you tell us about that, man? Cool. Like, uh, and then later we come about where we are right now. Yeah. Well, we got we got all all the time in the world. It's a beautiful day. It'll be a beautiful evening. So, no rush. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be easy. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I left off for um, basically my plan was. Um, to go and have some time uh, where I could discover new things. Like my profession was a chef and within that work, I I was not fully satisfied. Like, um, and basically that was about the products. Right. Uh, the products were not high quality products, which we all see in, in the city and in- And, and just in, for our listeners, you were, you were a chef in a, uh, restaurant that had a michelin star before so, yes yes yeah, yeah, so, so that's that's where you kind of uh yeah. you know well you were very young when you were doing that so you were just 
on playing a very high level game in the profession at a very young age and you're mm. very good at what you do mm. so you you know your shit and you, <laughs> you you've done it as as you uh, told everyone in the previous podcast that you did it all around the world and also in australia and um you cooked with people in papua new guinea and learned from them and you uh yeah, in Nepal, mm. Uh, mm. and now you are. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just let you tell you. Uh, I'll, you tell you, mm. Jesus. Thanks for the introduction. Though. I mean, but uh, I'll, I'll just allow you to tell everyone uh, what you what you were up to uh, in the last couple of months. Sweet. So yeah, uh, you know that um, I had a chef's life, and uh, I wanted to experience more deeply the the quality of where real beautifully grown up uh, products vegetables meats uh, and uh, chicken and what's necessary to live that life like <laughs> chicken I was, falls into a different category than meat <laughs> uh, I, I guess it kind of does well, <laughs> yeah, it's poultry officially yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah uh, anyway I want to you know have the beetroot in my, in my hands from the with my, my hands full of, of earth and, and right now uh, yeah to be to be with it to feel it more uh, so it was also uh, a personal personal feeling like hey I want to I want to live the outside life I I, um, I one moment <laughs> I um, have a little smoke have a little drink be merry oh, I'm sorry did I fuck up your train of thought <laughs> it will come back <laughs> eventually so uh, yeah, you you were uh, doing the you were way into the organic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was also a personal um, a personal feeling. Like I, I felt so good when I was living in nature. Yes. Uh, during my travels, uh, my time in Nepal and in uh, Papua New Guinea, and yeah, I know yeah. that feeling very well. Yeah, it's yeah, just you know, really, you know this, really nice yeah, to yeah. be surrounded with yeah. nature, with it's things which grow and breathe, with uh, the trees which breathe air, uh, oxygen, and and fresh stuff around, fresh herbs, fresh vegetables. A lot. Of, I I I found out in the last year that a lot of things, a lot of things which grow out there, we can actually eat. And make food from, and that's the freshest and the best because it's been grown on the land that we are walking on ourselves. Right. And so, um, basically, I breathe the air which is over here, and there's a lot of microorganisms. There's a lot of activity, a lot of a lot of uh, plants and certain plants and certain animals, and and they, uh, they these plants grow well here because they protect themselves from what's here these bacteria uh, these uh, anything it's on this field it's this oxygen this sun this ground this everything so it's when not I eat artificial a, it's like yeah. like you know exposed yeah, yeah. to the elements which are here yeah. same yeah. so when I eat an apple from the tree which is growing next to me then this apple will be much more be- much better for me than when I eat an apple from New Zealand only already uh, only because it's from from this huh okay hold on so okay but if you are in New Zealand and you eat an apple there, then, then it's good. Si. si. Okay. Correct. Si. Correcte mundo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, and that this was, was one of the um, uh, inspirations for me to make the travel with the camper van. I wanted as a chef to work in the fields, to, uh, to learn about the agriculture life, to um, feel what's out there to also be able to live this life a bit more. I'm a city guy, man. Uh, like I, I grew up in the city and spent all my 
uh, the things I knew, which is our city base. You know, I cannot survive so well uh, in uh, in nature uh, when I, when I go to a forest and like now straight away, I cannot survive so well. I I lost uh, like my generation, but I lost. Um, the connection with all this and all this knowledge and how to survive and how to find water and food and everything. So uh, this felt like, wow, this is this is good to know and this inspired me a lot to make this travel. And um, yeah, I went um, from farm to farm, organic farms. Most of them were biodynamic farms, uh, which is very interesting as well. Um, but uh, and, and by the way, just to give you guys some context, we're, we're sitting in a uh, like a very nice green campground where people are hanging out. So that's the background noise you're hearing too right now. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> so yeah. we're having holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like a holiday place. Yeah. So that's where we are, and that's where the noise comes from. Well, yeah. Continue, man. <laughs> so yeah, that was the inspiration for 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 making this. And, um, so you just wanted to travel, yeah. and uh, well, yeah, and, and go and, and live this life, live this outdoor outdoor agriculture life, and uh, yeah. So I went from France, uh, like across the country uh, of France, and then uh, drove uh, quite a bit of the country of Spain along the coast and the inlands, and uh, going from farm to farm. Uh, well, like, let's start you know, at the beginning though, like because the last time you were, we were talking about you were getting this camper van ready, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you're putting solar panels on it and yeah. batteries for your guitar amplifier <laughs> and uh, converters so you could charge your laptop so you <laughs> could put your photos in there mm. and edit your photos in, uh, you know, on your computer. Mm. And uh, so, so your your van your van was ready after the last podcast. So. Especially because of one of our good mates. He is a graffiti artist and he completely painted the whole van. Yeah. So it looked at some all, all abstract nature colors and, and right. So right. it was a piece of art which we could yeah. go traveling with. <laughs> so it was like the, the the van of the Merry Pranksters from uh, <laughs> God. What's the guy's name? Uh, the writer from uh, the the Kuwait acid test. God, Tom Wolf. Tom mm-hmm. Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, the Merry Pranksters. <laughs> I mean, you're you're kind of you're kind of like like one of those guys, man. You should really read that book. It's uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, cool. it's a very it's a very interesting. Uh, I think. Well, anyway, I, I recommend it to you. Mm-hmm. I think you would you, you would really enjoy it because it, there's there's some very clear similarities uh, between what you're doing and uh, damn good times over there. <laughs> Having fun, yeah. Yeah, ladies rolling around in the sand. Mm. I can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm a married man. Now, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still allowed, my friend. It's still well, allowed. Looking, can looking is allowed. We can allowed. enjoy the world. Yes, sir. But um, yeah, so your van was all all like uh, pimped out, your mm. style, yeah. and uh, so you took off. You you uh, when when you saw that van, like what did how did that feel like? Like all right, this is this will be my home from now on, right? Well, I actually enjoyed that a lot. So you picked it up from the garage and you you yeah. walked up there. Yeah, yeah. I like this is a little house on wheels. And although it's small, you have you have you, you have your tiny everything. You gave it a name too, right? Yeah, it's called Orion. Orion. Yeah. Where, where does that come from? From the from the star sign Orion. Okay. Because I don't know why I don't have any explain, explanation for it. If one one of the guys listening have an explanation for this, you can you can bring it on. But for a long period of time, every time I in the nighttime I came outside 
I came outside of building of I came outside and I looked up somewhere in the sky. The first thing I saw was the star sign Orion. And so I every time I saw it, oh okay, okay. It was like it was trying and, to tell you something. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Well, you and know. So this 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 star sign kept hanging on with me for a while and I felt home when I saw the star sign and I felt home when I felt this van as well, so I called it Orion. That's cool. You should look into uh, because Orion without a doubt has a uh, archetypal story to it mm. so you should i mean i think it's worth worth yeah. it to look into uh like uh, what kind of a character he is character he, he is the guy with a sword and a shield yeah, and he, doing he has something the, he has the belt the belt is what you see in the netherlands mm. because we have too much light pollution here too no to, but you can see the whole thing man on you a good can night, see it here yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay well you know i live in the city so, <laughs> <laughs> so i don't see shit <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's a mythological figure, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Orion comes back in every big religion. So, mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, mm-hmm. that's cool. Interesting assignment, yeah. Well, you I, know, I like, go for it, that. It, it, but if you dig deeper into it, man, yeah. you could find all kinds of meanings in there. Mm-hmm. Who knows, dude? Mm-hmm. And why not, man? Like before I was thinking like, well, if if we were in some completely different part of the universe all those star signs would look different because we lo- we would look from a different angle to them. Yeah, or they'd be but, upside down or... Yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we would make up different stories. I thought it, I felt it was a really uh, human-made thing. But... Well, but since it comes, I knew, it comes since from I knew somewhere. The, yeah? The, yeah, yeah, it definitely comes from somewhere yeah. because since I know a little bit about biodynamic farming, this has to do a lot with the, the stars as well, the cosmos as they call it. Biodynamic and, farming. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... And um, so also where the moon is, or where the moon is in a certain stage of uh, her circle, um, because certain moments of these cycles, which are there, out there in the cosmos, they affect the growth of different plants, different varieties of plants here in the Netherlands. So basically... Everywhere probably though, right? <laughs> yeah, all, uh, in the, all yeah. the world. I mean, I'm sorry. And so that means at some stage of the month it's better to work with these kinds of plants and or or these kinds of plants different right and this opened my eyes a bit because i saw people working with this really and not just believing it but living it and seeing it and saying well it's basically very easy it makes sense you know if you do it for a while and this opened my like it broadened my horizon a bit like damn maybe um, okay, maybe from this perspective we call it Orion and 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 whatever, like different star signs. But there's definitely uh, powers out there and energies out there which affects what's going on on, on this very planet. Yeah. Um, so okay, maybe we call it Ori- Orion. So the 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 man-made name is uh, and the figure might be might be um, man-made. But maybe from out of that region of the cosmos certain energies come come to the world which do affect the people which are be uh, born on a certain stage of the year like it's maybe the name isn't made up but the energy doesn't have to ma- be made up so i i feel what what you say like just have a look um well i mean one one thing that that i recently like really realized or, or internalized and i knew it was true but i you know i really really realized it recently like people that lived like a thousand or two thousand or three thousand or four thousand years ago they were the same humans that we are they they're just as smart ju- there's just as many smart people and dumb people thousand two thousand three thousand years ago so three thousand years ago Elon Musk was walking around there too somewhere on the, on the planet. 
And those people came uh, came up with, also were looking at the sky and trying to figure it out. And they came up with, with wisdom and archetypes. And, and it's very interesting to look into that, you know, yeah. because I think there's... Um, there's five or six archetypal stories. I couldn't, I couldn't like tell you uh, all of them from the top of my head. One of them is the hero's journey. So that's someone who goes away to to an unknown land, uh, experiences something there, and achieves something there, and usually and and no, always gets met with hardship on that journey, and then he comes back to where he came from with uh, new information and new skills and new. Uh, he, he returns as a different person. That's the hero's journey, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's five or six of those basic stories. And they come back in every good movie or good book or a good story. Right. And, uh, and, and without a doubt, Orion also has an element of one of those stories to mm-hmm. him. So... You know, look into it. Yeah, interesting it, stuff. It's, uh, it, uh, it's yeah. not there for nothing. Yeah, you know, it, it's um, archetypes are basically the accumulation of, of a lot of people thinking about one thing and then coming to a conclusion together, but also over a long period of time. Mm. So, see. See. so it's uh, <laughs> that's also very interesting. Human beings are really, really inter- interesting, man. Mm. <laughs> So yeah, don't uh, don't sell don't sell us too short either. I mean, the the universe and, and nature and this planet is much bigger than us, but uh, we're also pretty damn amazing. Mm, definitely, <laughs> human beings. I love us. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm on team human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything is there as well. I mean, we we there's, do some we do some bad shit sadness, too. There's heaven. There's hell. There's uh, sure. And, but, yeah, yeah, we we do good things and bad things, yeah, yeah. but but I don't know. Uh, people just really like to focus on all the bad things and even try to find the bad things and the good things because mm. that's the political climate right now, as sad as that is. But uh, there's a lot to us, man. I also see a lot of good stuff, though. Yeah. But like, there's also a lot of people out there doing good stuff for the world, taking sure. care, taking care of, of mother Mother Earth, planting stuff, growing stuff, feeling happy. Uh, and I think helping one another. Yeah, man. Being being living this. Uh, com- community life this uh, giving sharing yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, sure that's why I'm such a big fan of uh, family and friends and mm. I realize how yeah, important you're good in, in uh, how, um, keeping up this uh, relationship man <laughs> yeah, to, uh, taking contact uh, organi- organizing this for example this is a good reason for us to come together and, and listen to each other's story yeah, yeah well and uh, any reason is, is good I think mm. to, to meet with a good friend but sure I don't know. This do, doing this adds like an extra cool layer to it because mm. we can listen to this twenty years from now, mm. and there's people on the internet listening to this who enjoy hearing this. You mm. know? Yeah. So I just think that's cool. So so we we're having a very honest, open, heartfelt conversation between good friends. Yeah. And we are sharing that with the world right mm. now. Yeah, yeah. So that's I love that idea, mm. man. Cool. Yeah. People are invited here. Yeah, fuck <laughs> in our yeah. atmosphere, we have a, we have <laughs> we are, we are happy. There's no war here. There's no hunger here. There's there's a lot of richness around. Like there's uh, positive the, the shit. Positive shit. So we can yeah we can live this. We are happy about it. We can maybe share a bit of this. Yeah, yeah, dude. So thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the hell out of this uh, recording, uh, guy, girl. 
boy, girl, I, you know, everyone. Dog, dog, wall, whatever you are, you're very welcome here. <laughs> Here's another cool thought if you want to go even deeper, man. Like once it's out, this is out on the internet and it gets broadcasted through Wi-Fi and shit. Radio waves, they, uh, they, they're not burdened by uh, air or atmosphere. So radio waves will just travel through the universe. If you travel faster than the speed of light, you uh, and you you go back like fifty years, you can hear radio uh, broadcast from the nineteen thirties. Yeah, yeah. So you know, once this is out there and sent into the air. Uh, alien somewhere might yeah, listen yeah. to it a couple million years <laughs> yeah. from now on, man. Yeah. And that's no joke. That's real. Yeah, that's real, man. Yeah. That's that's really that's nice to see to understand. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a star, really. A star, a star is not a solid thing. If you look at it in time, in the perspective of time, the star is an, is a, is a moving beam of light uh, over a couple of million or billion years, and this moving piece of light will be moving. Even though the star, the, the, the actual star does not exist anymore. It's just moving energy outwards. Yes. And that's uh, interesting perspective, yeah. 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 I mean, that's, and that's why I just really enjoy uh, kind of mixing. Uh, I, I like talking about uh, philosophical stuff and, and spiritual stuff. But it's really cool that you can mix hard science into that as well and that only makes it more powerful mm. you know because if you if you talk about this kind of stuff like people will quickly have the tendency to say oh that's some hippie bullshit you mm. know and fair enough there's a lot of hippie bullshit out there let's be you know but but you know some 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 like if, if we talk about things like this and kind of uh, weave weave a little bit of science in there mm. that makes it that kind of proves that there's there's a lot to that as well, you know. Yeah, so. yeah that makes it our reality as well. Yeah, we've been also grown up by, with the existence of science and the importance of this. Yeah. yeah, that's part of how we like we want to understand the truth. Yes, in our personal way of living, like uh, we experience things and, str- and and experience ourselves and trying to look for okay, what's really real, and and how am I, how am I, um, telling myself a story. Like is 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 I believe this because I, my ego tells me this story, or I believe this because this is really what's going on. And in our life, we just um, try to understand more and more, and 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 make a step on this path. Yes. And yeah, man. That's why you know. That's why uh, I think it's uh, ignorant to say that there's nothing to religion because that's like the oldest way of human beings trying to figure shit out. Yeah. And uh, you know, so there's uh, there's there's yeah, a lot man. of wisdom in there too. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, let's be let's be open and feel. Yeah, fuck yeah. I yeah. think I think that's a, like be open, but be open to everything, mm-hmm. in- including mm-hmm. things that you might think are bullshit. Because uh, you know, I'm trying to come up with a good metaphor here. Mm. And and even in a sea of bullshit, you might find a diamond floating around somewhere. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> or you can use uh, the so-called bullshit as metaphors for what might be true. <laughs> like uh, oh, yeah. pieces are being being uh, uh, changed as well over the time. That's true, but there's yeah. also a thing as legit bullshit. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But, I, but I've also been <sighs> in my life. I've been saying about a lot of th- uh, stuff which was bu- bullshit. Which not turned out to be bullshit. Oh yeah, so true. I also know there's, how, there's how stubborn too. I can be. Yeah, how how um, 
uh, destructive in a way. Like I have my blind spots, definitely. Sure. So well, everyone uh, does. Perspective uh, change all the time. Fuck knows I do. I mean, yeah. But it's important to recognize that as well, I think. Mm. But uh, so, all right, man, back to your van. You you uh, took your shiny new painted van. <sighs> yeah. And uh, you uh, you hit the road. Yes. And and now we're there. Now we reach the depth within the first 15 minutes. I can say that I made this travel also because I wanted to make steps in the path of understanding life. Mm. In the path of, of, of living life more from a place of love and less from a place of of, of need, greed and ego or whatever. Right. Like, uh, because these moments make life, made life very beautiful in the moment it happened in my life. So this is a, this is a, a good inspiration for me as well. Good. It's beautiful, man. So, yeah. And then going from farm to farm. I, I worked uh, on the fields a lot, met people from Spain, from Italy and from France where I worked with. Uh, learned about gardening and about how to um, manage the farm, what's necessary to, to, uh, yeah, to live out there. Like there's a lot of things you have to create yourself to live in a, in a, a more rural area than a city. And uh, yeah, so how to deal with what? And these are actually fun exercises, man. You have to uh, puzzle a bit, understand a bit, work a bit outside. So you have some some physical uh, physical exercise and uh, so understand a bit about nature. If you want to grow vegetables, well, you really have to observe the vegetable for a bit and uh, see what the vegetable needs and 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 how to, how to feed it well. And um, yeah, so you 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 have to it has to be on in your life a bit. And yeah. uh, this I quite enjoyed. In, it's, it's in a Spain. healthy lifestyle, man. Yes, definitely. I can tell, yeah. dude. You look great. You look strong and, mm. and healthy. You know. Thank you. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, if, but but I noticed I, I got a full time job again now. Just a you know nine to five or a or a nine thirty to six rather. But uh, and it, it's fine. But if I look at my colleagues, or I don't want to talk shit about my colleagues, <laughs> or, or I should say, or no, I should say if I if I ride the subway, <laughs> if I ride the subway and. Uh, uh, fuck, we gotta edit this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the bonus trick. This yeah. might be the bonus trick. Yeah. <laughs> but if I ride the subway, or no, but to be fair, man, if I look around generally, uh, people who live in the city or, or in, in heavily urbanized areas, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't look too healthy to me, man. There's, uh, there's, you know, you can, you can just tell people are eating shit. They're, 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 they're living a shit lifestyle. They're, they're way too sedentary. And uh, they're sitting inside all day. Mm. And um, yeah. But there's another segue there. I'm, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting your stories with my, That's okay, uh, yeah. with my thoughts. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just saying like you, you're, you're a very good uh, uh, piece of um, living truth that, that uh, what you describe here in terms of lifestyle, there's definitely, uh, it seems to be much better than the, uh, what a lot of people are doing, you know. Mm, right. Yeah, but anyway, you you were working in the land, and uh, <coughs> um, so what was your first stop? You you left Rotterdam. You drove out of there. Yes, and then did you have a Hawaiian uh, dancer on your dashboard or, <laughs> or, or, or Jesus? Well, that might be a good introduction for the for the part where we wanted to speak about anyway, which was the introduction, which was about <laughs> this actual place where we are right now, because uh, when I decided to leave. When I decided um, uh, to 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 buy the camper van and to go for this travel, a couple of weeks after this decision, 
uh, I met a beautiful young lady, which is living on the land where we are right now, and with her family. And my first stop was, since it's also from Rotterdam, uh, like a 100 kilometers south from um, uh, from Rotterdam. So it's uh, it's on the Belgian border, actually. So it was on the way to uh, France. What's the name of this place? Uh, this is, so yeah, this is a bit in the middle of nowhere. It's re- literally on the border of Belgium. Um, and it's south from Rosendaal. What's the name of the, pl- uh, like, uh, does this place have a website? We can, might as well throw them a plug. The website from the village here. <laughs> or no, I mean the place where we are at right now. Ah, yes. Okay. Because, yeah, okay. So uh, it's in the, it's a bit between farming land and this is a campsite from the family of, uh, of the lovely lady I met. And this uh, camping is called the Ottermeerhoeve. And on internet you can find it, find it under the name Landgoed Ottermeer. And I will I will put a link in the show notes. So visit thepolarizer.com and uh, click on the podcast button and yeah. uh, you'll you'll find it. Yeah. And yeah, to stay within the topic, now I now we speak about it and I feel enthusiasm about this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so gorgeous, man. It's so gorgeous. There were this family um, 15 years ago, 18 years ago, in 2000, they bought this plot of land, which is uh, 18 hectares. And it was, but by in that time, it was just black farming land. They, they used to grow potatoes before it's like a that. big, big farming field. Yeah. 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 Fully black. Only black ground. No, no trees, no, uh, no grass, no nothing. Just earth. Yeah. Just earth. Yeah. And, yeah, man, it was a big investment. They had a dream of creating nature and um, they just started building and, and like growing stuff, making making rivers, making uh, little lakes to swim, making uh, planting trees for foresting and, and basically over the time uh, creating this campsite. So they created a nature reserve in the last 15 years on, on a piece of farm. Land. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And especially because before... The original landscape used to be a bit like this as well. The kinds of trees, the kinds of uh, the little lakes, which we call vans. It's a van. We call that, that's a name for the, that's a Dutch name for it. And I don't know if there's an, an English name for that as well. It's a typical, very small little lake. Like um, a little artificial lake. Yeah. yeah. Artificial, but also leftovers from building, uh, which um, was a, a bit of the original um, landscape of of this area in the Netherlands, right? And because for for those who don't know, the Netherlands is uh, extremely urbanized, excessively mm-hmm. urbanized. Mm-hmm. It's uh, excessively yes, yes. It's uh, <laughs> I mean I don't want to talk shit about my own country because it's objectively one of the best countries in the fucking world in, in terms uh, of economics for well, sure and quality of life and mm-hmm. healthcare and and economy and and qual- you know everything. Mm-hmm. We, we are we are we're doing. We're doing amazing for for how small we are. Mm-hmm. One of the consequences is that, that, that this country is just so urbanized. Every it's it's almost like one big holiday park. Sometimes <laughs> you know, yeah, and if you if you drive out of the city, you're you're on on this like perfect highway, mm-hmm. and and the next like city the ones kinda, in Disney World. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the next city kind of bleeds into the next city, and and between the parts that are kind of. Uh, empty there's very organized farmland mm-hmm. and it's all like super organized yes. and, and like uh, there's there's we we kind of we 
completely dominate nature in in a lot of parts of the country. You know, there's there's very little uh, uh, pure nature out there, and I guess where we are right now, it's it's uh, it's here, and that's yeah. and that's very uh, yeah, it's very nice, you know. And I'm still in the Netherlands, but I uh, I love this, you know. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't. It it's something that that uh, you have to really look to to find it. Mm. This kind of stuff. Yeah, man. at least from my experience. Yeah. But I grew up in the city, so yeah, yeah, for mine as well. Like uh, we used to f- uh, camp quite a bit when we were young with my family, my mother, my father, my brothers, and uh, going uh, from camp to camp. Also, uh, also in the Netherlands quite a bit. But when my mother uh, arrived to this place and saw where she. Um, when she arrived, she said to me, "Like, wow, this is did I? I wish we we knew about this place earlier in our life. This is really, really very nice. There's 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 horses around which they have, and there's a vegetable garden, and very much. Uh, but hold on, where, where are we big, now? Big camping, big camping places. Like the whole family can be there. There's not too many camping places. It's very, very unique. Uh, what we like about the campsites of of." Being in nature and being being in touch with uh, nature, doing um, all kinds of uh, activities like the cooking with people and and sporting with people and working in the vegetable garden with people. Also picking all the so picking all the red berries and then we make we make a jam all together so and everybody brings now. home their yeah. jam. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. This is where we are now. Definitely. That's this campsite. So that's uh, that. That was your first stop because your uh, your girlfriend is from there. See, yeah, yeah, and so uh, that's where we are again now, because in the meanwhile I made the travel where we just spoke about. Yes, so this this was your first stop, and then you said goodbye to your lovely lady. You had a, I'm sure you had a proper. Mm. Uh, no, I did not. You did. This not? is the interesting part, because I met this lady and I said, "Well, I'm going to make this travel," and then. She replied to me, okay, well, I was having traveling plans as well. And then we didn't know what that uh, conversation would mean for the future. But a couple of days after, she decided to uh, join me with this. Because yeah. I invited her. I said, if you want to uh, to join me, you're very welcome. I'm going to make with my camper van this plan. And she said, well, I decided to come with you. And oh. then the first couple of months we did together. So the first couple of months in terms of working in, uh, in farms was a bit more... Um, there was a lot of horizontal fitness going on. I bet. <laughs> For sure, all kinds of fitness, my friend. <laughs> all kinds of fitnesses. But um, uh, yeah, so the first part was also very romantic and having time for traveling. We stopped at little villages in France Fuck, and, and that's camping man. in the mountains, uh, going to a little lake to make camp. Uh, to oh, that's very actually a very good app. Check on the web park for night with a four, like the number four instead of the letters park for night, because that's a uh, an app where you can. Uh, when you're traveling, when you're going with a van or with uh, somewhere you can sleep in, um, to find cool spots out there, like in between villages, uh, next to lakes, next next to li- rivers, or just uh, regular uh, parking spots. Oh, wow, that's great. That's, that's very nice. And it's on GPS, so you can see where you are and where you need to be. Uh, I've never heard of that uh, app. I, park I check for that night. That's a park cool for one. night. That's cool. So with her and with that app, we found all kinds of romantic spots to just be, and we bought uh, some food at the, at the local market and then go to the 
to the to the mountain next to that lake and then eat that and be in the mountain walk a bit have sex uh, live live la- out there within all these elements wow. look to the stars and that's then. amazing dude that sounds <laughs> that sounds so so great <laughs> well yeah well yeah and that yeah and that it's like that like uh, i couldn't imagine something m- what what would look more beautiful Dude. And then, and then in the real life, you have to deal with a lot of stuff as well. I'm pretty sure uh, it's, it's the, 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 whole fem- it's the whole female audience falling in love with you right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And then, as if you were there, you would still face uh, your ego and your doubts, and my ego and my doubts, and being within that and trying to learn with that. And if that's game, if that if that game is fun, you can hold on and be together and enjoy this game of of, of uh, confronting yourself, <laughs> basically. So, uh, so and if that game is fun, you can hold on for this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just there for the perfect story, then you would go home very quickly. <laughs> Well, that's very honest too, man. People need to know that shit too. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure it was an amazing, unforgettable experience <laughs> yes. together, man. Yes. Jesus. So, so you you were uh, so you, so you were having your uh, uh, Wonderland adventure in the van for for how long? How long did you? Which which countries did you hit? Where, where what are some beautiful places that you traveled through? Mm, yes. How, how long did you do that? For a couple of months, like for a couple of months, for from summer to summer, basically. Oh, Jesus! So wow. I, I left in an autumn and I came back in spring. Like you did it with your with your with your old lady, or yeah, the first like two months she was with me, and then I continued alone. Okay, okay. So two months of uh, of uh, love and adventure. Yeah, and, and then, that, so that was basically the first part of it, and then I continued alone, and then I focused much more on working in the in the in the farms. You're listening to blues on the AM radio when you're <laughs> when you driving by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of stuff, man. Music was an important part of this. Uh, I also encountered some some new music and had certain CDs. I could only play CDs in my cars. So I, I I I. Uh, met music which I, I there were CDs which I which I played for which 30 ones? or 40 times what, what, what kind of CDs man what kind of albums well it turned out that's a funny thing it turned out to be basically um, some CDs from uh, musicians which came from Krempe and Eisel all right. Where we where we grew up, our, our little town little next, town, to, yeah. next to Rotterdam yeah. where, where uh, our friend group grew, uh, grew up yeah. yes yeah like I over the years, I met some musicians from there, some old musicians. Because a generation before in Krimpanda Eisel used to be a generation with a lot of musicians. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. That's really like the, the original Krimpanda Eisel people. Within that, there were in that time there were nineteen bands. Really? Groups of friends, like you had a band and I had a band at some time, but that, there was not a lot of bands in our generation, but yeah, there was there a big were, there, there were maybe like five and we were two or yeah. of those five or six, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was fair. And they had a place where they go every weekend and the, the guys rehearse there as well, but also the guy played gigs there. So there were a lot of musicians. Was yeah, really that's going cool. on. I had no idea. There was a really rock and roll generation as well. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, well, it, it does make sense because that was the time of rock and roll, you know, and the mm. time of bands. And mm. I'm, I'm still, I'm, uh, if I think about that, I'm sad that I, uh, that, that I got to miss out on that, man. Our generation really missed out on, on the band era mm. like if uh, uh, and it, it's still alive in the states though mm. not as not as big as it used to be but in the netherlands it was we were never like a real i mean we do have some bands coming from here and some very good musicians eddie van halen is a dutch american actually mm. 
Van Halen. Very Dutch mm. name. <laughs> But um, yeah, so, you know, as, as that dwindled around the world, I guess it dwindled extra hard here because we don't have a big rock and roll foundation like the UK or the US. Mm. So, so, but anyway, that's... Uh, It's another segue there, man. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I just keep, I just, Marnix talks about all these very interesting things and, and we, we have a lot of, um, a lot of shared interests. And when you bring up a story, I, I have 10 stories about that in my head right away. And, and I just start yapping. <laughs> yeah, yapping, yapping out, bro. Because this is how we go. This, yeah. the, like we have, we have not spoken to each other for a while. And uh, you've been uh, experiencing things, and I've been experiencing things, and yeah, now we now we lay them next to each other. Yeah, it's good, good shit, man. <laughs> I shouldn't apologize for that. No, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, but I'm still, you know, when I'm talking into the mic, I'm in radio show ho uh, host mode. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess that's where it's come. That's where it comes from. Like I haven't done this for a very long time. You know, I, I started this a uh, uh, year and a half ago. You were there at, at when I was uh, about half a year into it but uh i haven't done it a whole lot so i'm still trying to figure out how to really do this properly and, uh, mm, ah, but you're doing great man yeah really well, man. you, you invested in all this uh, equipment and you read and you you i mean i like how you how you go about taking uh, the questions and uh, yeah man it feels very natural for you yeah, i'm good. happy for that yeah I'm, i'm i feel like i'm getting better at it too but i'm mm. not i'm not as good as i want to be ah so. yeah 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 but uh, yeah. Anyway, mm. so Rashana, your your lady left you, uh, or left you. She she stepped up off the bus, mm -hmm. off the magic <laughs> mystery bus, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you went on a, on your own. Where was this? Which part of the country? In north Europe? of Spain. North so, of Spain. So we just uh, we had our experience in in France and in the north of Spain. C can you name some towns that you that you uh, visited with Rashana? I'm curious about some the special route. spots that I, you. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the the first stop was here. Was it was on the on the border of Belgium, and then the second stop we, uh, we did stop by some farm in Belgium for one night. It was friends of us, but uh, then we moved towards Paris, all the way to Paris. So we we skipped all the north, and uh, because I want to go south a bit, also because of the weather at the time. Um, And uh, then from Paris, we met some friends and we did some partying and uh, some mu music making as well. And then we started going to the to the southeast uh, the direction of the Alps. And in the Alps, we dude, that's uh, yeah, that's a beautiful region, man. Yeah, it's from there, gorgeous. like like left from the Alps and above the Mediterranean Sea. That part where there's the Dordogne and more south there. But what's uh, the name of that region the, so people can find it? That's a good question, man. Look up the map. You have an, the Alps on the right side, and then uh, if you go down from that all the way to the uh, to the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, this is just a beautiful landscape going from high mountains all the way down, uh, meeting rivers, meeting lakes, meeting beautiful walking areas. And there's area, stuff man. there from the Roman Empire still. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 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 it's fair. Europe is so fucking yeah. amazing. That's right. Yeah. It's so, this place yeah. is so rich in culture. Yeah. I've not seen that in Australia, in America, no. in, in these newer places. This is so interesting. It's in the food, it's in the tradition, it's how we meet, how we kiss, how we do. It's very typical, very uh, traditional. Yes. And this is and it's fucking beautiful. rich nature as well. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice place to see. Um, 
I've been making uh, photographs as well on my way. Yeah, because and the last time you were talking about uh, Marnix.photography, but yeah. that website is not live anymore, no, man. No, it's true. And that's that's uh, because the activity, activities during my travel turned out to be more uh, love life-like and more agriculture life-like. And along the way, I've been making pictures, yes, but I've been not keeping, keeping up the energy to post all these pictures online. Right. So but from, you should from the places... Pa- you should keep your sight in the air, though. Yeah, but <laughs> when it, you know, there's some pictures now again. When I feel... Because it's about attention. My attention went to different That's true, uh, aspects. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which was very fruitful because I gained, I learned a lot from yeah, that. I'm, I'm so just saying, though, the, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a very the, commercial, the, much more looking like way. But <laughs> maybe make an effort now. I'm going to try to put with a few of the names which we call in the in the in the little map we'll share yeah. i will uh, share some photographs of the um, places where i've been and what might be typical or yeah. just some no, things i shoot on. over there and then uh, we I'm, I'm, might I'm not, have a first i'm not trying <laughs> to say that I'm, I'm just trying to say like your original web page had very cool urban photos and night photos on mm. there and uh, you know that has nothing to do with what you did most recently but it was still very cool and mm. still some something cool for people to look at so ah, yeah yeah so i'm just saying you should ah. put like a 10 year thing on your hosting and, and domain name <laughs> that's my yeah, if, yeah. if you just do that you don't have to think about it yeah and it's just there yeah and you can leave it alone for two years but then during those two years people will find your old stuff still mm. you know that, that might be a good idea yeah I'm a bit lazy with that. Like I was not happy. I was trying to create the website myself and I was not happy with the design. And I just left it there. Okay, I need to continue the work, but I was doing other stuff. Yeah. And then I the the, the thing came that I didn't have to pay that I have to pay again and then I decided to leave <laughs> it because I was very in need of money at the time because yeah. my camper van broke. <laughs> I, 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 rem- I remember helping I I, set, I helped setting you up that uh, help set up the website for you man. Yes. Uh, if you would if you would like that please because it's not a big effort but um it's, it's and I have again money uh, some money now. So because it's, it's you're fucking right man. I'm a bit late. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine man. But you know it's, it's I'm a I'm a web I website guy so that's why I mm. think I probably look at it differently than you yeah, 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 <laughs> for me it's a bigger effort right right well but anyway man we uh, we're, we keep we, we're getting back to the red line as a story red line is podcast red line yes sir yeah. so so you drove uh, c- can you name some of these places that you visited like what, what are some yeah. lovely towns or lovely spots that you would say yeah, I have to I have to um, uh, get into it again all right it's, so uh, if you don't know that's all right then we move on to the next part yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, I, I liked it as well because there were some parts where the Tour de France uh, arrived or departed sometimes as well, which so I knew them from the times I was looking TV and looking to the France. So I went to, uh, in the Alps, there's a, the, the, the mountain area and there's a gap. And, uh, uh, How do you spell that? G-A-P. It's basically above uh, Montpellier. Uh, M O N T P E L L I E R and um, yeah man it's, uh, and uh, you have the Grenoble Grenoble G R E N O B L E that's a, that, it's a little game and uh, yeah man in that area and there's a lot of lakes and li- cool roads cool roads through the through the um, through the um, through the mountains and everything. And then after going to Toulouse, we went down straight into Spain and down from Toulouse to Spain, you cross Andorra. 
Mm. And Andorra is a little country which I knew only by name. Um, and it's basically one country where the capital is called Andorra City. Uh, and then... Uh, it's uh, tiny, uh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very tiny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a beautiful uh, road which goes from the border of Spain all the way into the Pyrenees, into Spain. And you basically drive through the, um, through the mountains all the way up to two and a half kilometers altitude and then cross the border of Andorra and then have this beautiful drive in, in between the, uh, the snowy peaks and, and skiing area and then drive into Andorra. Oh, uh, that's impressive. That's also very impressive. That sounds amazing. And Orion, he survived, man. He survived. He survived. At one point, we, we were going up and up and up yeah, and at some point, we were slipping and slipping all the time. Yeah? So, so I needed to go down <laughs> like slowly, slowly. Yeah, for context, uh, Orion is a... Uh, is the camper van. It's a camper van that's almost 30 years old, I think. <laughs> yes. And it's got a, it's got like a tiny old diesel motor from from the late eighties. <laughs> tiny. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, so it was it was built in like nineteen ninety, right? Yeah, nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one, and it had like uh, I think two hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah, not a lot. A bit less even. Less than that. Yeah. Okay. Even kilometers, so like what it was. Yeah, but it's, it's old, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> old technology yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But so, so we were driving this old camper van like on these steep uh, roads and uh, yeah, like, getting taken over by big Audi and shit and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and even trucks, man. Taking <laughs> <laughs> <Even laughs> trucks yeah. on my way up, on my way up on the, in the mountain there was trucks and, and then passing from the left side and going back and that was. <laughs> Just going up and up and up. Oh shit! So, so you, what gear? What could you get it into? Like ah, that's second or third or in the mo- the steepest parts in the really high mountain area. I drove the best um, best uh, the the speed was thirty kilometers an hour. So that's in my th- second gear. That's that was then he had the miles. most couple, uh, and then he would could ah, man, we did steep stuff. So you so you put it in <laughs> second gear and just floored it. And, uh, yeah, but not completely flo- a bit less, like wang, 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 wang. and so he was in a nice, um, yeah, like like the, like the comfortable RPM, yeah, for the yeah, motor. yeah, yeah. Rum, rum, rum. and then yeah, and then he had power, man, yeah, with this oh, little it's a diesel, you know, yeah, yeah. diesels yeah. have a lot of torque, yeah, yeah. So, but that uh, so <laughs> that's that's cool, man. <laughs> you're, t- you're probably being taken over by uh, by people almost <laughs> <laughs> walking. <laughs> Dude, so you're on the top of the mountain and going down. Like, were you with did, were the brakes uh, holding up uh, well? Or so this is the interesting one. Breaking, on, you should be breaking on the engine when you go That's down it. the mountain. I yeah. learned. I needed to learn. This was my lesson. Was very necessary. I needed to learn about about um, engines and and cars, man. In here, I had uh, two cars which were. Um, five or six years younger than I was. Yeah, in the and Netherlands, they, you, you had you had some cool uh, rides, man. You were one of the first of us who had a car, and you had a cool car too. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you were working. With, like, yeah. We went over his last podcast, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I have so much respect for you. Like you were like seventeen or eighteen when you were working as a chef, and you had mm. your own business. How old were you? That was no. That was around my twenties. Twenties, all right. Uh, but that's still impressive, dude. You were like 21 or something, mm. 22. Yeah. You had your own car, had your own business. You were making money. Mm. And then, well, well, the rest of us were still fucking around and studying and just, uh, you know, 
getting drunk and being being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was stupid as well. Yeah, you, yeah, you did it too. But at the same time, you were just having a business and making money. Mm. So, so anyway, mm. so you had two cars in the Netherlands. Yeah, and with them, uh, you know, if I could go to the garage every six months and I would give them uh, a, a good check at it, everything was fine. Um, and so I knew, I understood cars as as the treatment like this. But when you have an old diesel, you, d- you didn't know how to change your oil or these or, things. Or, I, no, yeah. no, no idea. So uh, yeah, man. So this was the lesson I needed to learn for me to live the life I lived. <laughs> so uh, understanding more a bit because I needed to learn about engines and uh, because of this way of driving with it, and also because of my lack of of. Um, uh, trying to understand it better, um, and also because of the lack of uh, necessity for that, I didn't understand the necessity for this. Uh, but I, st- I understood it a bit after, because after uh, when I was in Spain somewhere, the complete engine broke down. But so I didn't change oil, <laughs> and there was oil leaking somewhere, Ooh. and the the, the the complete thing was fucked. So, so you were, uh, but. Where was this? Where did this happen? Were, were you on a mountain somewhere? Or? <laughs> yes, I was. I was going to. A, uh, I came from a vipassana uh, meditation retreat, and I was on my way to. Um, uh, how, a farm. how far was this into your trip? Uh, like the the second half. Second second half of you being alone. Yes. Okay. Yes, so like that's like two or three weeks in, or I don't know. Oh, like two months. Two months in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, uh, two months in Spain, and then uh, a good month in... Uh, the two months in France, and a good month in Spain, and then and then this happened. No, 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 a bit more. It's even two months two months France, two months Spain, it's somewhere like this. It's a bit... I don't think too much in terms of, of the exact time I need to think of it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. just in the moment, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then... Uh, so I was basically a bit going on my way up, so I decided to be at least halfway. And uh, I was going into... Uh, a farm where I learned a lot, which was the beautiful biodynamic farm of Pablo and Fernanda, a bit north from Madrid, in a small pueblo, uh, which I forgot the name of from the moment. Uh, basically, the the anyway the the farm is called Granja Biodinamica. Uh, <laughs> I can say it a hundred times. Maybe it comes back after. Yeah. I forgot it for the no, moment. That's, you, you'll remember it and I'll put links to everything. And uh, So don't worry about that, my man. Cool. We'll figure that shit out. That's, uh, that's a cool thing. When I listen to this but, back on the computer, we'll, yeah. we'll figure everything out. Man. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. But yeah, why, why this was so good for me? Because I arrived there. Um, you know, my, my car broke on my way there. And I needed to sleep in my car and then I parked at the side of the highway and I started to walk. I start I started to walk towards the closest garage. But, while, but while my car was on the highway, I was just alone, I didn't have a phone. But so, at the time, were were you aware that you weren't changing oil and that was leaking and you just kept on going or, or were you completely oblivious to it? There was a moment where I could have understood, which I understood later. Like one there was one moment my car was parked for a while in the granja in the in the farm where I worked before granja Jordan Jordan you would spell and 
Um, <coughs> one moment. <laughs> Dry throat from all the talking. See. 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 And then, then my car stood for two months. And when I left there, there was a little bit of oil on the park where I spot uh, mm. on the spot where I parked. That's not a good. That's never a good. So time. then, then I could have understood it, but for me it was okay. I'll see after when I come close to whatever. Yeah. See you. I didn't understand the importance. Of right. No, oh, you know the engine's leaking oil. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I right. understand how it is a big deal, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. Please, please remember, Achete, the guy who because I was going to this farm and I came to uh, Pablo and Fernanda. And I could live at their at their uh, farm while my car was parked 100 kilometers south because there it was broken. And they took care of me. They gave so me you a walked, room. Did you walk all the way? I walked when it happened. <laughs> so I, I went to the to the right side of the roadway. Yeah, yeah, tell me what happened. So you were driving, and then then what started happening? It just like braked quite quickly. Like, oh. own, like the engine was breaking the car, like rrr, 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 rrr. we are going down, and I couldn't. Uh, my giving gas was uh, pushing the gas was not uh, making a difference in what the, in the um, oh, that thing. Bad. Yeah, that's very bad. So I, rrr, so I went to the side, and I could stand on the on the on the. On the The parking route at the side of the highway. So your engine was just out of oil, and it just yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's ruined. Yeah, that's ruined, man. Yeah, that's it's ruined. completely right. destroyed when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's just you know you just throw the thing in the garbage when it happens. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a funny thing because there was I met one man in that in these weeks I met a guy which thought this was not about. <clears throat> Throwing it away. This man wanted to actually repair it, and that was why it's why traveling sometimes is so fucking amazing, because in the right moment you meet the right people, and uh, that's very funny. I don't know why this happens and keeps on happening, but, but it does, man. I can speak from my own yeah. experience too. Like for some reason, you always walk into a couple of people that will change your perspective on everything forever mm, and yeah. and it's it comes in the most unexpected places and moments man mm. it's uh it's a beautiful thing yeah yeah and, and in my case at this moment for this example so it was a guy who could actually help me a lot because he's repairing the, the van at the moment all right that's good um but uh let's get back to to the to story so your your engine went like see <laughs> and then <laughs> I parked and I waited for five minutes. I tried, of course, some some stuff with the engine and it smelled like burnt oil and not shit. Too not, not too much. It was not much. a bad smell, but sometimes it's it smelled before already. Right. <laughs> yeah. So and I tried a bit and I understood like oh fuck, okay, this is this is nonsense. So I went to the kitchen and made myself a good sandwich. And then I uh, took something to drink and I put my chair and my uh, table And I went to sit to have lunch first. It was during the day when this happened. Yeah, yeah. It was a good sun on the right side of the van and the right side is where the door is. So I could place the, spa, the stuff in front and just that. So the part where you stopped thing. wasn't a bad part? No, it was like in, a, there was a, a not too steep going um, a mountain side. So there was next to the next to the road, a little spot where I could be behind the 
real, you know, behind the... Oh, that's good, so you're in a safe place. Yeah, yeah, it felt safe. Like, yeah. I, I wanted to feel, I think I wanted to feel the environment a bit. No, but I'm saying you weren't in a corner or something oh. on, a, on a mountain, stranded there, mm. you know? <laughs> Yeah. No, that was it. Was actually close to some village areas. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> you, were lucky. you were lucky there, man. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. This is actually true, man. Yeah, this is actually like this. I could really okay. I feel I I understood straight away that the closest garage was a couple of meters walking. So I was okay. The, the, the handbrake make something uh, make all all secure, and then uh, I think I sit down and think for a while. Feel what's going on over there. And to and then I decided to um, walk to close the car and to walk towards the closest garage. And uh, well, I, I tried some places, and after like two kilometers walking, I uh, I found a garage which was open, and I could tell the guys like, "Hey guys, please, I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> My car is over there." All in fucking Spanish, man. At the time, it was. Uh, I didn't stay for a long time in Spain, where in places where I needed to speak Spanish. And at that time, man, I was just like, I need una problema. Let's see, okay. Uh, my car <laughs> está I, uh, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> una problema. <laughs> Pointing and gesturing. <laughs> yeah, this is not a video, but you're you're waving your arms around the ship, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to start the engine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, problema, see. <laughs> right. And then uh, the guys were laughing a bit, and they let me call towards Holland to uh, for my insurance or something. But this was not covering my insurance, so uh, it was clear that I needed to continue my adventure, which I actually l- didn't mind too much. You know, it was uh, also an adventure. On itself. You had some money and stuff, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But at that moment, okay, guys, can you please go with me over there and see what's going on with my car? And then they drove with me, and on the drive with this owner of this garage, I learned my real first sentence in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because when we walked out of the garage, there were policemen uh, in front of the garage. And when we started driving towards my car, there were policemen coming with us. Okay. And they were trying to figure out what's going on with this fan. Yeah. yeah. And if it, yeah, that we we found out. I found out because the garage owner uh, was next to me, and I was in his car, and he said to me, he, you know, he knicked it. He he nodded his head. Nodded his head, and he said, "Para ti, for you." <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were speaking some Spanish before which they didn't understand the, 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 owner, the garage owner and the police <laughs> and then we drove towards the van and the guy said para ti <laughs> so uh, like these, the, these cops that's for you <laughs> <laughs> so for the 10 or 15 minutes of this drive I I didn't know what would come to me really. <laughs> they could be very angry they could be very helpful they could be uh, you know that my uh, the handbrake of my van uh, uh, yeah, like uh, no, you, you destroyed thinking. and the van drove backwards <laughs> because I was on a hill with busy traffic so it could be all kinds of stuff I was like okay and I just came from the meditation retreat and I just you were pretty zen <laughs> <laughs> I was zen for the moment man that helped me that But helped me there and you know Spanish police they are not to be fucked with yeah and especially if, if some foreigner comes into their country and, and pulls some shit they, they don't like that <laughs> you know like that, man. I, I would be pretty nervous <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
All right. So that was that was a pretty uh, pretty tense uh, drive in that uh, truck, I bet. Well, for me, for me, in my body, it was not too tense. But you're like, oh, all right, you we'll know. see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's be fair. Let's be honest. I have yeah. nothing to hide. Like, let's let's trust my intention or whatever. Well, yeah. dude, and as always, the truth will set you free. Yeah, for sure. It's an old wisdom that's very yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but like I, I cannot do that always in my life. Yeah, it was yeah, a, that's true. in that moment I was a bit more inspired to do this. That's true. I'm not the Buddha. <laughs> that's true. Oh, I, I guess yeah, I guess you're right. All right, so please disregard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do believe like uh, truth is is the highest value. Mm. Yeah, and I could rely on this for those moments. Yes, and that's that's was a was a, a help oh, me. No, but let, let well let's let's, uh, let's uh, grind on that for a little bit. I mean. If your if your intentions are good and you're being a good person and you're doing the right things, the truth will set you free. Mm. And that's why that's why it's so powerful because it will only set you free if yeah. if you do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're a good person, mm. it will. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's that's you know. Yeah. The but life the that, life will give you what you what you need to. Uh, well, and that's why this probably worked out for you yeah. as you're going to tell in the rest of your story. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah, the the, the time with the uh, the cops. So you're driving was, up there yeah. with with the car. With the car, there was a motorcycle in front and a motorcycle behind. <laughs> so you're and, on an escort. Uh, well, <laughs> but in a friendly escort, it was not very aggressive. For <laughs> Police escort. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and, the, and then uh, we we came to my car and and, and it was parked like on the way going a bit up in a, a not too heavy corner on the right side and there was some traffic it was the weekend of some celebration so there was more was traffic busy. Of, of yeah it was extra but was, was your car parked like in the road or no, was at it? the side of the road it was not uh, right, but people would have to go around it because a, a bit yeah not a lot but because there was you know the vluchtstrook the, 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 it's like the, the escape like the yeah the lane the lane the lane of esca- the escape lane where you can go if you if there's some something going on with you but it, I've uh, not a small car so <laughs> right <laughs> but, so but it was I thought I, I was going away and I, I turn around like from 100 meters distance and I look to it again and I think to myself yeah. well I didn't put the the danger uh, triangle on the floor. Right. Uh, I had it, but I didn't put it because I had a look and I thought, well, you might look very big, but you also look very colorful, so people will see you quickly. Right. And I. <laughs> but uh, but you, you you recognized that that was something you did wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. In, in in the eyes of the police, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were not very happy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is like, but but they were also, you know, they were not pissed off. You know, they could observe what was going on. Uh, so they and I was happy with that because they observed. They saw uh, that you weren't some some idiot. Yeah, with, yeah. And like I was just maybe a bit stupid in their eyes, you know, and, right. and a bit funny, like oh stupid guy. And, but <laughs> they had it. They had a good look at what kind of guy I was. Right. Like the, the okay, what's he what he's doing? Like his heart. <laughs> they could tell your heart was in the right place, and you were. Just a little bit out of your depth maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and well because everything continued to be so friendly the guy started helping me a bit and we parked the car at the side of the road the, the police helped to 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 you know stop the traffic for some time so the the, the garage owner that he went to sit on my chair and he tried a couple of times but then he pulled down the handbrake and just like gently 
drove down the car from the hill. Just let it roll down. <laughs> let it roll down and only use only use brakes to go to a different road and put it in a parking lot <laughs> oh, with wow. the same speed. Like <laughs> yet enough kinetic speed. energy. <laughs> <laughs> he really knew. It. So and I was thinking, okay, my first intention was also a bit stressful. He goes in my car. Right. And these police have, is he trying to drive away? Am I gonna see my car again? <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, then he and then he did this. But then because but I the kept on observing. So where where is he gonna go with yeah, the thing? Yeah, it was also very <laughs> relying on this man and then I saw wow he can drive a car so well <laughs> he is so good in this I trust his hands and his understanding I at least know from this guy because I'm in the middle of nowhere and I don't know anybody surrounded I don't have a by phone. strange people yes. you're, so you're I, running in a cop car probably right no I was walking there oh you're walking but okay. you have to really connect with the I mean that helped me at least the, the most with your gut feeling man you look to somebody and you see him moving and what do you feel <laughs> what, what? Why is he doing what he does? That's how you can understand him. And this guy was really, ooh, able to woo, like right. romantically. He was like making, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he could, okay. And then, and then I saw his, his <laughs> he straight is, man he, being. Like the, in, the way you're telling it right now, he was driving the car in a sexual way. <laughs> see, my friend. <laughs> see, see, very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> very passionate. You know, people say it, but sometimes you hear these uh, these people talk like, "Yeah, if you drive a Ferrari, you're, you're pushing it through the corner like it's you're, it's like oh, the passion of driving mm. a very fast car on a perfect track through a very hard corner." Mm. You're telling it in the same way that a guy is driving like a huge old camper van with a broken engine down a hill. <laughs> see, 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 see. And he he did that with the same kind of passion as these <laughs> Ferrari drivers, man. Like, yeah. yeah. And maybe for him it's not passion, but just the way how he does things. But for me, I could see that I could understand that at least his hands and his his intention was was good. That was very nice. That's good. Yeah. So it, so the car was parked in the parking lot, and. Um, well, yeah, first in a parking lot and then he, um, uh, with the police officers which were there, which I, I should have made that fucking picture of this, man. I, I didn't remember. There were, there were seven police officers <laughs> with two uh, motorcycles and, and two cars <laughs> around where my camper van was parked in this parking lot. Oh, dude, that's a shame <laughs> that you didn't take a picture of that, man. And the guys, at some point, they were so friendly that I, if I, if I would... Um, if you would have asked, a picture, they, they would love like, it. Can we make a picture of all of us together in front of my van, please? They would have smiled and said, "Yes, man, <laughs> that's oh, okay. That's a missed opportunity." Yes, I understood this later, but yeah, it's still in my mind. I can only speak of it now. Well, wow. <laughs> and that, that also tells you that that probably nothing ever happens in that area, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The guys had time. That's yeah. what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they waited until the. There came a grua, the second real word I learned in Spanish. Uh, uh, that's a, um, a crane on a truck. Oh, the, right. The, the crane is called the grua. The, the tow truck. Yeah. And he could transport me towards the... They uh, had to get a special big tow truck yes, for trucks because, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> for trucks, yeah. Yeah. And then to go towards the garage um, where this guy was working, where I walked before, and then park it there and then see what the fuck we should do <laughs> so for two nights I slept on this guy's terrain 
On the in, your, in your van. In my van. <laughs> uh, Did he have a mean dog guarding you? Or, uh, no, <laughs> it was all fine. It was just a busy road. It was in, like in uh, next to the road, and his, his garage was on the road. So, but yeah, this guy was very friendly and helping. And we helped each other a bit. I gave some lunch. He had, uh, we shared a story. I, I just needed to wait. I sat uh, in the in, in my in my. But that's cool, man. So you you helped you you helped him out by by just doing your chef thing for him, basically. Mm. Yeah, not not a lot, but just in in contact. I was patient. I needed to bring patience, and he was trying to sort out some stuff. And at some night, I asked the guy, if, like, um, where is the closest place I can get Wi-Fi? <laughs> because I think I need to send some messages. And uh, then he brought me towards a little village where there's uh, like one kilometer walking, so I could walk back, and I could go. I went on internet and. Um, I just see okay, what to do let's think a bit and get in contact with some people and then I went online and that moment or also online was the woman from the farm where I just worked before mm-hmm. so I worked in a farm for two months and then I went to Vipassana 10 days and then I went to the other farm and where I worked for those two months this woman called Yolanda from Granja Jordan uh, farm Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that was the first farm you stopped before your car broke down. Yeah. And uh, um, she she asked, hey, how, how are you doing? And I said, well, I'm stuck in a village <laughs> on my way to, um, to Pablo and Fernanda. And uh, she said, well, where are you? Like, I was at that moment west from Madrid. Um, What's the name of the town? The name of the town of Pablo and Fernanda is Cercedilla. Okay. Cercedilla. C E R C E D I L L A. Cercedilla. Alright. And that's a very, very fucking small town in uh, north, uh, like north, northwest from uh, from Madrid. But at the time, I was stuck like uh, 100 kilometers south from Cercedilla. And like it's close to the big city Avila, Avila. And um, well, she said she was close to there. She was at the, at that time in a. Uh, can you take my T-shirt, please? Yeah. She was at that moment close to. Um, yeah, that's one beautiful. Thanks. She was at that moment um, in Madrid. <laughs> close to uh, where I was this was a very good lady with also next to the farming project she had she could also live in her house in Madrid and that was not too far from the place I was stuck and so she she asked me like hey I can really come um, to you to bring you to the farm where you need to go so, ah, fuck, you're an angel, you're an angel, <laughs> Yolanda, oh, fuck, do you want to do that? Is that, <sighs> okay, thank you so much, I say, thank you so much, Yolanda. <sighs> and then she said, oh, well, I come tomorrow, tomorrow I come at 12, and then I could go home, go to my camper van, sleep one more night, 
take care of the plants. I had a little bit, make some food for myself. Have a brush my teeth, have a good glass of water, and then be picked up by the woman I know so well, where I lived with. She was my mother for two months. And then I can go, I can continue my journey to the next place. And in the meantime, I trusted the guy where my camper van was. I spent some time with him and understood that all was well. So I was here, man. <laughs> all was good. <laughs> Not really, but yes, you know, even in those moments of critical times or something, I was like, okay, there is a flow, <laughs> you know, and she bring me there and in the next farm uh, of Pablo and Fernanda. <laughs> and your van was still back at the original place or? Oh, I almost remember the name of this farm of Pablo and Fernanda. <laughs> Rio Pradio. Rio Pradio. All right. That's the name of the farm. And there's another word added to that, which is the new name, but they still go under the old name. So if you put that name Rio Pradio in Google Maps, you will find a very small farm in between Madrid and the Alps. Uh, and, uh, and the Pyrenees, the, the beginning of the Pyrenees, which you had there. And that was the first farm we stopped, right? That was yes. the farm where I was heading to. Oh, so when my car was broke, I entered there. I, 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 I came there. And these people, they said, well, we have a good friend of us, which is in Avila. He lives in Avila, which was not too far from where my camper van was parked at the time. And... <laughs> I even have some side stories in my head now <laughs> thinking of this. What all happened and it was intense times. It was good. Um, we have a good friend, they said, which lives close to Avila in a very small Pueblo, little village mm-hmm. called Ojos Albos with a J, you know, Ojos Albos. And he, uh, he could pick up my camper van and bring it to his house where he would park it and and he was a very good engineer car engineer and he they they really thought with me oh you have this problem okay well we know a guy and he he will be able to fix your car because it seems to be that your car has a big problem <laughs> <laughs> because this was my story i came there and in my best spanish i tried to understand how to say that what was going on with my car and all the people like oi 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 little boy oh you needed to learn a lesson <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I i heard this a lot but people start thinking as well 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 we know a guy he's a very good friend of us and he's a very good car engineer <laughs> so we might have a solution for you boy 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, well so I was very happy so I, <laughs> when this guy came I told him like oh god please man I, I forgot to put oil and he looked at me and he took a piece of gear and he said achete achete and he like um, in in a joking way start to hit me with the piece of gear like <laughs> fucking oil man 
You didn't put oil? <laughs> and we were laughing so much. We were laughing, yes, man. Yes. Thank you. Like, oh, you just made made the biggest, dumbest mistakes yes. you could ever make. Yes. You fucking asshole. <laughs> yes. And then he was so, he was, and, and then he brought, we, I, I, I had spent some time with him because we need to discuss some parts. Right. And, <laughs> and, and then he said as well, like, fuck, man. I said, thank you so much, Tito. Thank you, con gracias, coño. <laughs> and then he said, gracias a ti, coño. Esta trabajo. What, what does that it's mean? work. It's thank, r- thank you, man. It's work for me. Oh, right. Right. So that's, that's good. It's a good way for me to continue my life. And we meet and we will be good for each other. But for me, it's work as well. So right. no problem, man. And he yeah. went, oh, cool. It's and, good this shit. guy have good intentions. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I could trust him for, from a very a uh, real entrepreneur. Yeah. No, not commercially thinking. No, but but that is very commercially thinking, though. Yes and no. If you do it right, mm-hmm. like, but he did it from his heart, at least. Yeah, but I think that's but that's that's entrepreneurship. I think mm-hmm. it's supposed to be coming from that place. Like, yes, it's yeah. work, but yes, I'm also there for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah, I don't want to go go into that a lot. I notice, yeah, because I, that's that's. I, no, no, that's, yeah. I'm sorry. Continue your story. Yeah, I, I, I could say something about that, but that's a completely different. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Enough, enough sidetrack. <laughs> yeah. for, for now, yeah. But uh, so, so he was like, "All right, it's cool. It's work. I'm happy to help you." Yes, and uh, in the meantime, I could stay in the in the in the farm of Pablo and Fernanda, and. Um, Every time I say that, I try to to see what my mind brings up in terms of memory to to see that name. All right, but for the for the meanwhile, we just have Rio Pradio. <laughs> <laughs> bueno. Um, uh, so in the meantime, I could stay in their farm, and it was a pretty uh, really good time. I learned a lot about biodynamic farming, and because they were real traditional biodynamic farmers, that was a very very good place. We had like. And at uh, the same time, they were ca- fixing your car. And he was at the same time working right. on my car. And sometimes he came because we need to discuss what are we going to do, what are the options. We buy a new engine. We uh, uh, try. He's, he also uh, offered to try to fix this engine to to like tear it all apart, all the parts, and put all the rings and the, the mm. knots and the ticks and the tacks all out on a big table to to see which part was not. Uh, which uh, like which parts were broken? He would order that the same parts to put it again. Or still uh, use the same block after. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. But he was he, I, he was speaking from honesty, man. He right, said, "I right. spent one winter on he spent one winter on his car doing this." Right. And this man, this man, he has a small house on one floor, and this house is a garage, man. His small living room, there's just a couch, a table, and a TV. And on the floor, there's all ash and pieces of engine and pieces of gear. Hundreds of pieces of gears. And there's black spots everywhere. And it's really an ashtray. He was living in this in a garage. garage. Because one in one room, there was full of parts of, an, of a car of one of his friends, which he was fixing. And in his bedroom was full of um, gear 
All kinds of... His bedroom, even. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everywhere, man. And even in the kitchen, there was, uh, <laughs> like, the batteries, some batteries on the floor and a piece of wires and some some just regular uh, uh, gear, which, like... The, the, Did the, you take some photos over there, at least? I, I'm gonna go back. I'm hey, gonna dude, do that. Yeah, gotta, yeah. That yeah. sounds like an amazing yeah. place to take some good yes. photos, man. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's that. I have that on my mind. Right. Yeah. I did. I did. But my battery at some point died. Okay. The, but he is. This guy is living a garage. Oh, he's he, not working very fast. You got to tell me where this is, man. In Ojos Albos. Okay. Yeah, in the in the middle. And um, he he's not working very fast. He's not working very fast, but he's working very. Carefully. C- carefully, correct. He's really thinking, feeling, because sometimes he's for four hours trying to remove one screw. <laughs> because it's been there for 25 years. Right. And and he knows, he goes online to see how many bars, how many how many power he can apply on the screw because he has a... And the engine where he can... Put the amount of power this engine can bring to see if it goes loose, so the, the so the screw does not break. <laughs> and then he puts oil everywhere, and that that, that oh, doesn't work. Okay, but let's be careful with the screw because if the screw breaks inside the engine, yes. it's very hard to put it back <laughs> well again. Wow! So he's really yeah. taking engines apart, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then so and then making it hot as well. <laughs> And yes. then leave for one hour. He just go for one hour, do something else, have a short sleep, and then come back because he sleeps only four hours a night, man. <laughs> so he takes a little nap during the day. Yeah, yeah. So if it's necessary for the car, right? Like some, he say, he say, despacio, despacio. Like have be be careful and 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 well focused with it. So he puts the oil, he makes it hot, then try. Nothing happened. Okay, then I put oil again and let it go cold again. So the the metal contracts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. So we'll see. And then after one, da, 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 he tries again and ah, then he comes. After you put a hammer and bang, bang, and hammer on the <laughs> other side, bang, bang, not too hard, but just enough. Bang. And then it works. And then, da, 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 and he comes. <laughs> this is how this man works, man. This is how this man works. So, and, and then he say, honestly, like for a garage, like for a chef, it, does, it doesn't have to be uh, that all your hours are being paid. But for a garage guy also. Like uh, in my contract, uh, in my how I can sell uh, a repair is that the, the 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 factory from the car says okay for this certain reparation x amount of hours yes yeah. that's three hours or that's one and a half hour or that's thirty minutes or whatever so and if I I'm messing up I'm I'm uh, having troubles with one screw I cannot tell the customer. Right. That I work four hours more on one screw or whatever. Yeah, no, it's it could be done in this certain amount of time. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but I was happy to meet this man. I lived well, in. He his... sounds like he's legit. Yes, he's fucking legit, man. He's fucking legit. He takes his time, so that's why my camper van is still there. We are now all the way through the summer. It's getting autumn now. And, so he's, uh, he's just working on that thing for like a couple months. Uh, yes, over the time, yes, but not full time. He right. has his job. He has other cars where he works on, but he needs to wait a lot as well for certain parts for because it's a big hassle, man. On top of the engine, there's. Oil filters, water filters. There's the the gear. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff built on top it's of the engine. Built very compact. <laughs> yes. and that, that makes it hard to pull yeah. apart. Yeah. You know? So if you want to get to the core of there, where the, where was the root of the problem? The only problem, all the other parts needed to be 
taken away. Their pipes, their screws needed to be kept with that certain <laughs> machine. Uh, and, and some and some machines, and some yeah, might be a little rusty yes, and, and, and uh, uh, rubber pipes which were gone. Right, and the, the yeah. gear needed to be changed. And the uh, the turbo, he was broke. Right. The tu- because when a trouble like this, oh fuck, then the turbo also get too much, and then uh, it breaks. <laughs> right. And then uh, everything, yeah. yeah. When, yeah. So I need a new turbo. I need new uh, gear. Um, and that also always needed to be sorted out in the moment. We tried again, order a new engine, put everything again, all the screws, all the tick, all the tack, everything nice and neat. Okay, let's not, not, now try to hit it. But, 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 oh, no, fuck. The turbo is fucked again uh, as well. Right, right, <laughs> and, right. And, okay, then all Very the way lengthy back. lengthy process. And, yeah. Yes, but also with the engine, it was at some point a problem that the the, the so pipe, the fucking pipe in the in the head, in the upper part of the engine, fully like a, a thing of, of of a few kilograms, the pipe which thir- turns was um, engineered one millimeter to the right. right. So a certain air pump which was there, we could not um, uh, connect properly because it was not f- going smoothly. He, he was he, he you know imagine man he puts a thing put all the tick a little bit there a little bit of that one a little bit of that one little, <laughs> so not and then the other one and then it's right. there and he turns it <laughs> with his whack whack with his uh, big uh, tongue and he, he listens and he say no it's not correct it's supposed to go smoother and then we understood that this pipe was engineered one millimeter too much to the right. So this was, inside part was pressing on the water pump. Okay. On the air pump, I'm sorry. And then a whole process again started because we could right. not, we so, could not open this because we would lose uh, guarantee. Yes. So well, then we'd oh, go, go back to all the, this, this thing needs to be sent back to a, a factory in the east of Spain. Right. But that also meant that they had to send back my old engine, which we changed because that's the way how that business goes. Okay, so you, you, you put a new engine and everything, all right. Yeah. Okay, so he's still Long. working on it and he's, he will be done soon, I, I bet. Uh, yes, after months, this uh, moment is, is, uh, appears to be coming soon. Okay, good. <laughs> I think that's a good that's a good uh, good moment to end this recording. And if you if you're keen, we can uh, make a second one later, man, after dinner, because I know you uh, you're planning to whip up an amazing meal for us. So, sure. So let's. Uh, Say this is the end of part one. Cool, man. I'm cool with that. Let's make let's make some food. Right, dude. Thank you. We'll be back soon. Well, hello. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Good morning, sir. Right. So this podcast is uh, we have one half was recorded yesterday night, and right now it's nice, lovely morning, beautiful yeah. weather, nice autumn weather. It's like. Uh, it's nice, nice and warm, mm. but the air is kind of fresh. Mm. It smells nice. Yeah, the autumn colors are everywhere. Mm. Just um, yeah, just a beautiful autumn morning. Definitely. And I would say that's a good, good place and good time to uh, continue our recording. Yeah, we had a good night of sleep. We had a good dinner. Recharged a little a, bit. A glass of wine, and now we're now we're back. So we left off. We left off when uh, when your car was in the garage, and uh, then 
it's still there. The guy, uh, the guy is still working on it, and you are about to go back to your uh, go back to your Orion. See, <laughs> and then uh, after that, you will also go on a very unusual trip through Europe. Why mm. don't you tell me about that? Yes, that's good. Um, so yeah, the the, the camper van I'm gonna pick up soon. It's gonna be ready soon, and. Uh, that will be the the end of, of the agriculture uh, uh, chapter. How, um, and how long was that chapter in total? Okay. Eight months or something? Or? Yeah, like for three seasons. Three seasons, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, now it's time for something else. I uh, you know I, I like uh, playing music. And uh, this I um, when I was traveling through France on my way down into Spain, I was I encountered. Uh, a French theater group and this French theater group was preparing um, a big project and I just met them and they invited me to to join them to see what they were working on and to um, yeah to, to, to have a touch because they, at that moment they were looking for all kinds of people for musicians for dancers for people uh, to help you run into each other mm-hmm. That's a funny one too, because it was in the beginning, and the first farmer we worked for in France was called Francois, and Francois was in this stage of his life a bit depressed. He was a bit sad. He had a lot of work to do, and his wife was very sick. A very sick woman who could only lay in the bed and be on a very strict diet, and all he was only outside doing it alone all day. And we helped him for two weeks in his farm and because he was so nice to us and he was so uh, he didn't ask much from us and he was a humble man and he's a very kind person yeah very kind person but going to a tough stage and uh, we want That's to always do, shitty to see man yeah yeah we want to do something back for him something more than just the work on the field which we did and how did you get in touch with this guy he just walked up to his farm also woofing man I found all these farms through Woofing, the, the website Woofing, W-W-O-O-F, Woof. So it stands for like worldwide organic farming or something? World, like working, worldwide working on organic farms, something like this. Yeah, yeah for, for those who don't know, it's, um, uh, you can, uh, it's like a network of, of organic farms and you can work there and in, uh, and the way they pay you is they feed you and they house you, right? Yeah, man. So yeah. that's that's a good that's a way for a lot of people to uh, to travel around the world because mm-hmm. the only money you spend is the money that you spend on the traveling itself. So mm-hmm. it's a good way to to yeah. see some parts of the world. Yes, man. If you if you don't have a lot of money, you know? yeah, yeah, it yeah. works out so well. Yeah, for both. Like especially if you like the work, you're interested in in some learning some farming techniques and some gardening techniques or whatever you apply for. And that's a good exchange because yeah, it's, it's with closed wallet. It's worldwide, yeah. yeah. Even I, in, in Nepal and everywhere. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah some people uh, I met on my uh, travels also were doing that. Mm. They mm. they told some great stories because you you essentially become a part of the family for yeah. for a little while yes. while you work there. Yes, yes, and this is great. Like you really, they, they you live in their house, you cook in their kitchen, so you're part of the family. You become really close, and you help them. So they like your help, and you like their their offer. Of, and they uh, help you too. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, this is very good. Yeah. I had good uh, experience with it. Yeah, woofing, woofing.org, I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a link in the, in the show can, notes. Yeah. You can find it, yeah. Um, but yeah, then we said, well, um, let's, because I saw in his farm uh, that he had all kinds of uh, vegetables which were old or half rotten or half eaten by rats or uh, pff, like not not the highest quality for selling because you cannot sell a half piece or a piece of, but if you cut that piece away and you wash it you rinse it carefully and you peel it the inside like there's a still part of a big fucking pumpkin which is still good for eating yes and uh, I, I saw a lot of food like this and I told him well uh, we came with the idea Rajana and me let's cook all this food make one big table of food because we can actually change this into uh, food and then uh, he can invite all his friends or his customers or what he wants and give a party just for celebration just for uh, celebrating the farm that the farm is going well and just for, for him for a moment for him to be uh, to have some comfort time with friends or whatever right so uh, he liked the idea uh, he said well thank you much I'm going to ask a friend of me because this friend has a beautiful house his the house of Francois was very small so uh, this friend had a bigger house with a bigger kitchen and we could prepare the food there and have the party there and he was going to invite all kinds of friends of him and this was one of the coolest days of my travel man because this was so typical we went into the French landscapes look driving the hills and into a village small village and into this land house of this very small French pianist <laughs> with the biggest uh, grand piano I saw in my life <laughs> he has in his house um, we came in his house and uh, yeah from there it was so typically French <laughs> people came like a Sunday around two but they that meant between two and five <laughs> and everybody came in and gave two kisses and had a bottle of wine underneath his, uh, his arm and, and another one a newspaper and people laughing and pouring wine and we had a big big table of food and we stayed there until late at night and everybody just dancing and making music and it was, it was a, a very French, French yes. celebration and very mixed crowd of very French people right. very very traditional it was very cool and one of the people I met over there was Pierre and Pierre was an old French theater maker he travel. he had been traveling a lot of places also to work with theater makers in his life and now he's uh, uh, closer to his 60s and um, he had one more dream to make to to to, to do I have this dream already from uh, from when he was a young man and that's to make a traveling theater project he wanted to go to travel with horses and with um, the wooden gypsy cars which go behind the horses in French you call that a roulotte okay so like you know the, the pipowagen <laughs> you know the, the old wooden uh, like car the chariot like or is it yeah. is that yeah I think so mm. yeah and a horse but, carriage yeah. big horse carriage yeah, yeah, yeah. where you can sleep and you can live inside yeah. and uh, so to make a uh, to make a piece with a group of people and perform this piece um, in the villages which you pass by when you are a circus like this so mm. like a gypsy circus really and um, well, he, he started telling me in very abstract theatrical French <laughs> sentences the um, the essence of his project 
And for, for me, that sounded quite interesting, man. <laughs> this man was interesting. The project was interesting. It was something very extraordinary. Um, so I asked him when he told his story. We, we've been speaking for a long time. Like, hey, is it possible that we can visit you? We can go to your um, to your to your moulin because he was living in a in a water mill, like a, yeah, a, a, be- mill. a beautiful country place here, and. Uh, Thank you for the coffee. Yeah, thank we you, my a, dear. We have a beautiful lady pouring us some coffee right now. It's very nice. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sweet of you. Thank you. I'm always happy to help, even if it's pouring the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Prost. 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 Cheers. Mm. It's good, the smell of coffee. It's a nice coffee, man. What do you call it? Like one of those French coffee makers that you put on the stove? What's what's the name of that thing? This? Yeah, it's got a name. It's got a name. It's like a know. brand name, I think. But uh, ah, yeah. Italian. Italian Ita- brand. Yeah, yeah, Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. The, uh, the Pierre, man. And I'm, I'm, then I, I joined Pierre. I went to his house for two days and he, he showed me what what he was working on and he said, well, it's now... Um, it's now autumn, but come back here in spring, and then the whole um, group where we're going to do this with will be here all together. All the dancers. There was going to be one other musician, um, and I was going to join them as a musician. Then they will all be here, and we all have the horses, and we all start the work of preparing a piece, like writing a piece all together, and start rehearsing and, and doing exercise all together. Uh, and this idea basically never left my head. I, um, I, I traveled Spain. I knew that I was going to have some time. I traveled Spain and did my things. And then on my way back, I uh, I still want to go to this project. And then uh, when I joined them, we start working. Uh, and I understood a bit better what, what they wanted to do. The project was created because um, in 2019... Uh, Plovdiv, that's a city in Bulgaria, will be the capital of, of culture for the for Europe. Okay, that's a that's a, that's a yearly event like every, every year. Every one, one a city. different European yeah. city. Yeah. yeah, this year will be Plovdiv in Bulgaria, and because of that, different theater, uh, traveling theater groups will make the travel towards Plovdiv to be there on a big festival, a theater festival in May. 2019 and um, this French guy and the people he had had around him decided to do this with horses and to do this walking all the way uh, from the south of France all the way through Italy um, going all the way down to Italy uh, to the south and then take a boat on the east side, on the east coast, and uh, cross to Greece. Going to, I, with the horses on the boat. Yes, man, there's a boat <laughs> which can take us. We are organized already. And then cross all Greece uh, into Bulgaria, and then go to Plovdiv. Holy shit. And that will be five months of walking. <laughs> and um, uh, going three weeks of walking, one week of making circus in a village, and be there for one week and play our, our piece a couple of times. And then again, three weeks of walking. Then again, one piece or one week of staying in one place. And again, this is how we how we go to um, to Plovdiv in five months. We'll be there for one month on the festival, or a couple of weeks, and then another five months going back 
more the northern route this time, crossing like Croatia and some kind of going into Germany that side. Oh shit! So because it's gonna be summer by then, and the yeah. south of Italy is very. Uh, very you should uh, you should draw a uh, draw on a map like your route. It would be cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. Johan, still waking up. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. <laughs> well, dude, that sounds like uh, that sounds like some adventure. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And your uh, your camper van's just gonna stand around during that time, or? Um, uh, I would like to make the travel with my camper van, so I can. Uh, I'm a bit free. I'm uh, free to. Um, oh, to so join you're just them. just driving behind them. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I will walk beach with them as well. Like last time, I like to to drive first and then run to them and walk with them. Right, <laughs> something like this. I mean, it's it's I will move with them, but I like they're all French. I was the I was the one Dutchy, mm. so I like the um, to have the hut as well as a as a as a place for me to play some music, to read a book, to do yeah. some meditation. You want your own little little yeah. house? With it gives you. me some comfort. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's understandable, yeah. man. Uh, you're, uh, you'll be uh, you'll be driving the Rolls Royce in the whole horse carriage <laughs> and uh, <laughs> painted in, in <laughs> with the solar panel, yeah. the old bus. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! That sounds uh, sounds like um, sounds like another uh, very cool story in the making. <sighs> yeah, yeah good. there could be another episode when we come back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That will be a story, I guess. For sure, but do you do you have um, one one thing I've been wondering? You know, you do all these different things. You uh, you uh, well, you tr- you backpacked around the world. You you did uh, you cooked everywhere, and you went to all these countries like Nepal and Papua New Guinea. And um, after that, you uh, you know now you're doing this. Then you did this organic farming thing, mm-hmm. and now you're going to do this. Like, do you have a uh, and all the meanwhile you're making photos and you're making music. Like, are you working towards a goal or are you just trying to see whatever comes on your path and just go with that and just... Uh, that's it? a good question, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question because recently I had a, I had a feeling about this. Uh, myself, uh, also meeting a, a beautiful young lady where I feel uh, more grounded with. Rachana. Rachana. Um and finding a place like uh, one year ago I decided to make this travel um, and it was basically because I wanted to live in a place like this mm-hmm. so now I found also a place where I could live which fits this lifestyle um, yeah man that gives me a feeling of okay I would like to focus my attention for a longer while on one place to make something uh, beautiful over over the time to mm-hmm. put my attention in this so I, I was feeling this so uh, in my traveling, it feels a bit like this is the uh, the the last boom right, right. <laughs> for a while. For in in terms of big traveling, I, I've been going off and on for the past six or seven years, going one year and a half away, being one year back, uh, going another, uh, going up and up, up and forth. Now I feel like okay, this is a good. This feels like a good last um, piece big, to resistance for the story and the adventure. And then I would like to ground a bit more. To make a home, to build a nest, live with Rachana, take take uh, make some babies maybe at some point. But first, <laughs> put some attention in 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 grounding and and, and mm. you know building, working, getting getting some something which I learned over all those years. 
getting a concept, a business concept or an idea, an activity or a project done here. Like that will be how I can give back to what I've learned, man. Right, yeah. right. So I feel like, okay. I can see you open up a, like a restaurant or something in, in the future, you know, that, that only uses uh, organic ingredients or something. And then you can invite uh, artists and theater people over and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. I could see you doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. feels good, eh? Yeah. I, I, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of, like in a place like this, if you serve food right here, it's the food is, tastes different, man. Yes. And if you, well, yesterday if you, you cooked for us, man, it was all like right from the land, <laughs> yeah. uh, from, uh, it was 50 meters away from yeah, where yeah. we are. And man, it was good, yeah. good, man. It's all fresh and yeah. no, no bullshit, no yeah. artificial, uh, chemicals yeah, and yeah. weed killers and yeah and you uh, taste it and you feel it and and also the environment like sitting literally in the garden when you eat, when you have lunch inside the vegetable garden <laughs> that's very nice it is yeah. and also for for music when you have a small acoustic uh, concert and there will be some cushions on the ground and people like there's a small stage with small light and some oil candles and some small fire and there will be a, a small uh, acoustic concert and if you're in the middle of nature so you still hear birds and you sit in the grass and everything you can look to the stars that makes the whole experience deeper so this is why a place like this um, is a very good uh, environment for for making special events to making to making magic really if it's mm. on a plate if it's on a stage if it's um uh, just by experiencing it working it but it's it it's 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 a good place for this and so that's why i feel inspired to uh, continue to serve food here right or to continue to uh, uh, to make some maybe at some point an orangerie like a small place where you can go for dinner Right. There will be a small right. kitchen and we can cook from here. Or a small stage so we can do some small music performance in the summer. Right. This 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 feels well. Yeah. But we'll see what the future we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you, man, the food that you made for us yesterday, that was just uh, top notch. It, mm. it was very, very good. Mm. So uh, thanks again for that, man. Mm, welcome, man. Did you see the uh, the eight schilderijen, which I did... Here in the summer? The food paintings. The food uh, I've paintings. seen pictures of it. I haven't yeah. seen it for real. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, why don't you tell me about that? That's that's an interesting one. That feels like a fruitful idea. Like, uh, I, I noticed that I uh, I like to be creative, to, to express. And I found a way that I could use this creative energy combined with the gastronomic um, profession I have. Uh, of course, there will be always creativity in the gastronomy, but if I work in a restaurant day in, day out, day in, day out, the amount of creativity uh, is less necessary anymore. And with this, I, it, it works well. I have a big table, and on top of that, I put a piece of glass or a piece of plastic, which is the, the size of the table, like one meter by two meters. And I prepared all kinds of food to make one big dish. And on top of the table, I dressed the different f- lines and textures of all the, like the grilled vegetables and the cream of, of tomato and the, 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 the pumpkin roasted and the, all the different elements of cheese. Like I would dress one small plate, but now for 80 people on a big table. 
and this was this worked very well. It was very nice. We enjoyed it a lot. It's interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot making it, and the people eating it uh, liked it a lot because it's a like it's a bit messy. <laughs> it's a bit messy, and people just go, "Oh, I like this," and they, they take it like a buffet. You know, when right. I finish, they go with a plate and they scoop it all. <laughs> <laughs> and that was cool. It's and that's that film like that. That would that that could be a nice project for me when I come back, and um, I can I can represent the, the the organic food by doing something creative. Yeah, man, that feels uh, that feels comfortable. So that's that could, that there could be more of this upcoming up in a couple of years. That's yeah. cool, dude. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I'm getting a little sniffly. Mm. It's, uh, From the cold. <clears throat> no, maybe seasonal allergy or something. Hmm. But anyway, um, so how can people follow you, uh, your your theater group? Like, uh, is is there a way to to find out about them, or or do you just have to be be in the area? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can if you contact us for close people uh, or anybody basically. But if you if you're interested, if you contact one of us like me through Facebook or whatever, uh, you can walk actually parts with us. So uh, if you like a certain route we walk, you can uh, take your backpack and your tent and your sleeping bag and you walk that part with us and you maybe help uh, with the show or can see the show or uh, stay with the horse. Or, like We are one family. We live as a community. So you're more than welcome for, for being that, for, for being there. And then when I think about the communication and the like it's a it's a bunch of of um artists together so it's a bit messy <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is a website but it is french and and there's some facebook well ac- <laughs> yeah it's well yeah see a bit, yeah, <laughs> a bit uh, and uh, there's a facebook group but that's also french and so you can you can have a look it's called ambulance théâtre ambulance théâtre and that's uh, some even some French word joke I don't really understand where it's about <laughs> like why is it ambulance why but it it makes sense it's something funny but I I just yeah. never got the got the joke maybe because an ambulance is also has four wheels or something <laughs> something I don't know I don't know, know. <laughs> or with an old saying of the fr- I don't know. French people <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah I mean I don't understand everything yet right <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, so yeah, that's where you can have a look, and and th- there is actually people doing so, so putting some photos. There, there's on the Facebook page. There's a lot of photographs of what we did, of our rehearsings, and of our the, the previous shows we played. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. uh, so there's actually I'm I'm exaggerating a bit. It's not that dramatic. There's actually some stuff going uh, going around there. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the name of the the town, and which week was the festival? Like the big one. Yeah, this this is stuff I I should have thought about before I come into your show. <laughs> you know? That's that's good information to to to, uh, to have ready. I don't really know, man. But, but if people Google like Google it and then put the festival name after it, they'll probably find it, right? Yeah, right, right. But I even don't know the festival name. I don't. I know we're gonna be on on the festival for the but Plovdiv, uh, the, the 2019 Capital of Culture for Europe. And there's on that website there's a lot of projects. Like right. there's one year of culture project, and one of those pro- projects will be ours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. 
Well, I think that's a nice, uh, nice place uh, to uh, wrap this up because all in all, we've talked to uh, each other for over two hours now. So, right on. So yeah, my dude. Uh, I know you had a photo website that you uh, plugged last time. It was Marnix.photography. But it's, uh, well, we'll make sure it's back online soon. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's cool. And um, I think that's it, man. I hope, you, um, I hope you all the best on your next adventure. And I'm pretty sure you'll come back with a lot of great new stories, my dude. <laughs> mm, thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being in here for my stories. All right, well... That's cool. I really, I really get a kick out of uh, talking to you and hearing these stories because you're living a life that not many people can do or have mm. the balls to do. Or, you know, I mean, uh, I traveled with a backpack for like 18 months too. So we, I think that's one of the reasons why we, like, why we're able to talk about this kind mm. of stuff so well. Mm. But, um, but you're taking it to a next level, man. Mm. <laughs> so. I think that's I think that's cool as shit, dude. <laughs> I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy talking to you, and people enjoy listening to it too because um, every episode I've done with you got a bunch of downloads. Oh, yeah. like, uh, so it's yeah. it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So also thank you everybody for listening. And I think we're gonna wrap this up. Follow the polarizer on the internet. Go to thepolarizer.com. That's the polarizer. Polarizer smelt smelt spelled it's spelled in the american way with a z so the polarizer.com and this show was brought to you by the alert iphone app go to alertapp.com and check it out and also our new sponsor on it you can go to onit.com use the promo code polarizer that's without the just polarizer and you'll get 10 percent off so that's a little reminder there you can follow me on instagram at dutch Diederik, and you can follow the polarizer on facebook just search for the polarizer also on twitter and sign up for the newsletter too man every time a new podcast comes or a new article gets posted you get a little email that's the easiest way to keep up so so that's it thank you all for listening and i'll see you next time thank you again marnix for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you next time tot ziens tot ziens You've been listening to the Polarizer podcast. Check the show notes for links and details on literally everything that was discussed and mentioned during the show. Subscribe to this podcast for free on iTunes or your other favorite podcast directory to never miss an episode. And be so kind to give us a five-star rating and review. Visit thepolarizer.com for high-quality articles on making life an adventure, traveling the world, being the best you can be, and other topics that fuel the fire in your soul. That's thepolarizer.com. One word, including the. Thank you for listening. And thanks for telling a friend. It really makes all the difference. Mm-hmm.